0: Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and me and man, it is cold where I am located in Chicago area is minus six minus seven was on my car reading today, I think and that's without the wind Um uh, Going to the gym in shorts probably wasn't the best idea but uh, wow is it is it cold but Merry Christmas everybody. Um, we're getting to that time of year. Uh, where everyone's a little bit more joyful. Everyone hopefully has a couple extra days off and we really get things going here. um Because once we get through how uh, Halloween, once we get through Christmas and New Year's, we're going to really be hitting the ground running with the January and then through April, as we know it, with WrestleMania. Cleve, you look like you're in nice weather, man. I'm so – not – it, it is nice weather out there. How we doing and, uh Merry Christmas to you.
1: Merry Christmas to you, John. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. And You're right Um, sad to hear about how the weather rears back home, but out here, I can't complain. It's a nice 73 degrees out here. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's considered cold. Before we start, I just want people to understand that 73 out here is actually considered cold weather. Now, I know you guys think that's crazy, but I'm telling you, it's freezing out here in the 70s, but... I'm doing pretty well. We got Christmas coming up. We got New Year's coming up, Um, two great holidays to celebrate with family and friends. Unfortunately, I have to work both days. But in the spirit of the holidays, going to be positive this episode. No trash talking needed at all. This is a holiday episode. Unless, unless, you know, we talk a certain topic. But Let's get the show going. I know it's pretty early for me, and I know Joe has stuff to do. So let's get it going.
0: Yeah, and maybe without tones here today will be a uh, you know you won't find it in yourself to go full heel uh, on each other. Sometimes usually happens, but no, like you said, Merry Christmas to everyone and their families. Um, you know, enjoy this time of year. Take the cut. Don't think about work. Don't, and, well, unless you have to work like Cleveland, but if you are off like myself, don't think about it. Check it out of the brain. Spend time with the family and uh, give some g- good gifts, maybe get some good gifts, all that stuff. Anyways, we're here to talk wrestling, get all that snazzy-ass BS out of the way, and here we go. Uh, you know, Cleve, I sent you some questions before the show started, and I was thinking a little bit about myself, uh, one of my favorite uh, WWE Christmas memories. And mine, I know you'll give us something good probably uh that dates back to a show in the past or something that you thought was you know cool or hilarious mine was being there last year um uh, at smackdown and for a few reasons number one uh had had good floor seats with my brother and uh, our buddy uh Mr Timmy C you also get two episodes when you go to the holiday episode because as much of us know, AEW and WWE are doing a lot of recordings that are going on um, this weekend, especially with SmackDown. Tonight is pre-recorded and AEW Rampage is always pre-recorded for the most part. So uh, we're going to be hitting that time of the season between you know Thanksgiving, it was similar, now Christmas and then New Year's. But being there, they had it all set up at uh, Allstate Arena in the Chicago area. It was, it was nice to see, you know, trees, presents. My brother actually got to bring one of the presents home that Kofi Kingston handed out at the end of the, at the end of the episode. Uh, they threw out t-shirts. My buddy caught one and gave it to a kid. it's uh, so just, just a fun episode in general. And you get two for one. What's better than getting more wrestling for the same amount of money. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. It is a long time. So you better bolt in because you're going to be there for a good uh to SmackDown. I mean, you're going to be there probably five hours if you do attend one of those. But uh, other than that, great stuff. Uh, they put on a pretty good Usually one of the shows is better than the other. And Cleve, I was for this year's holiday episode, because uh, it was in Chicago again, where the people got the two for one. I chose to go watch the Bulls lose by 30 instead of seeing John Cena appear on Friday Night SmackDown. When you found out before you give your memory, when you found out the news that Kevin Owens was looking for a partner, number one, who came to your mind possibly? And then number two, what was your response to it being the one and only hustle, loyalty and respect?
1: Um, when he did mention a partner, I was thinking, you know, maybe... I was just because what happened last Friday where they told Sammy to dress sharp and for Raw, I mean, for SmackDown, to so Chicago, you know. I know a lot of people have been hint, thinking about, like, when the bloodline will finally turn on Sammy, but I thought a little possibility thought that maybe this was the time. But I think Triple H is smart enough to let this roll on into the new year, 2023. And a John Cena appearance, it, to me, is just like the Rock appearance. The Rock appearance is one of those where <clears> – <throat> We have to be realistic with ourselves. And we know that John Cena is toward the end of his career. We won't see big match Cena as often as we used to. I know a lot of us shit on Cena, including me, for later in his career, but you start appreciating guys more and more when you realize that one day they won't be walking through them curtains anymore as a professional wrestler. And it's it's just one of those moments where if you live through the Cena era, you understand how important John Cena was to, to the WWE just like as important as the Hogans or the Austin or the Rock or even Triple H all these other guys. And it's cool to see Cena make appearance on the last episode of SmackDown for the year of 2022, which completely flew by. I still remember when he was just
0: flew by because I was gonna gonna add in, I didn't even realize you know him him and Roman Reigns feud was so good that it didn't seem like super long ago. But he John Cena has not had a match in twenty twenty two.
1: That's crazy. When you think, even when I watch old wrestling, cause I can't, I can't believe this happened two years ago. It's like, dude, time is just really flying by. But I'm really dope to see it. We haven't seen Cena at all this year. I know it's a lot of speculations that The Rock is coming back, and that maybe Cena has a match at though Mania this year. It's just all good things and great holiday cheers that Triple H is delivering to these fans this year. And I think my favorite rest, my favorite Christmas moment would be the first tribute to the troops that happened in 2003. I remember watching that with my grandma when it first happened I remember just the significance of how important it was It was right during the middle of the Afghanistan war with the United States I remember the. US soldiers telling them about you know they was taking them through the I think it was bin Laden's like palace and all that showing them all this stuff giving them a heads up like you know, we are in an active war zone because, you know, we're right here in this foreign country or whatnot. I remember just, like, they put their lives on the line to not only entertain us, but to entertain the troops that really, you know, they don't really see that much entertaining in a war zone. You see so much blood and just heartbreak and stuff. And so WWE, they were at the time of WWE, come and put on this phenomenal show. I mean, at one point, this was back in 2003 before it was frowned upon, they even had a secret Santa match and Tori Wilson ah, Tori Wilson ends up winning the contest I think she I remember she had an all red outfit on oh my lord but that was probably <laughs> one of my favorite, <laughs> That's just one of my time. favorite. <laughs> you know gotta keep it PG around here but, uh, <laughs> but it was just really cool because it was just it started a trend for the next 20 years WWE has continued this and it just shows that they it just shows that WWE cares not only about their fans, but for everyone. And just to go out there and put on a live show in a hostile war zone like Afghanistan or Bad Data, I, I think it was one of the two, but that was just one of my favorite moments. because It was just a surreal, cool moment to see these guys perform in front of people that lay their lives on the line for us every day out there.
0: And I couldn't agree more. You said it uh, very well, my friend. First off, Uh, around this time of year, you know, there's a lot going on. But when you had what was going on back then, um, with the war war going on and everything, it just makes it that much more uh, meaningful. And tribute to the troops always, I believe, wasn't it just a couple of weeks, in the last couple of weeks, I believe? Yeah, Uh, I think it was two
1: weeks ago, I believe they did it.
0: Yeah, so just an awesome time. And I'm looking right now it says since 2003 the show airs as a television special during the month of december except for 2019 which was not televised but in the one you're talking about that seems like the last time that they truly um and i hope i'm looking up the right one it looks like I'm trying to look at, man, I see JBL here, I see Vince McMahon, I see Chris Jericho, Randy Orton. Oh, this is
1: 03. Um, I don't think Orton was as big. I, it was more like...
0: Brown, oh, like I'm sorry, Brown. I'm sorry. This one, it, it in 2003 in Baghdad, Iraq, yep. it was SmackDown. It says the main event was John Cena defeated Big Show. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold came out after the match, performed a stunner on both of them. And that's the two matches they mostly list here. And then they go on to future years. But, wow, you picked a winner. Uh, it looks like Rakishi came out to the ring. You're right, some of the lady talent in the Santa Claus costumes. Wow. What what a good moment. What a good memory. Getting Since John Cena was in that main event and since we just talked about him, though, I think this is... This match next week is going to be in Tampa, Florida. They sold like four thousand tickets, and like under a few, it was crazy. Right when the news came out about Cena, how many tickets sold? It's not for a title, so it's a perfect element to it. There, also, I think, Cleve, if for some reason, if for some reason you can't get The Rock to do the Mania this year, because no matter what reports say, it is not official? Official that who will be here? Uh, We're hoping guys like Cena, Stone Cold, and The Rock are all there. But nothing is set in stone. Just in case maybe The Rock can't do it or, you know, maybe guys like Cody Rhodes and others aren't as healthy yet, at least you left John Cena in the picture to make it make sense if you needed a backup plan at the last second. You could say, look, Reigns fought him in 2021 at SummerSlam. You know, look. They fought again two-on-two now, and maybe it could have a trickle-down effect if you needed a backup emergency plan. And uh, man, he hadn't fought in 2022, John Cena. It's about time we see that man back in the ring. What's unfortunate for me is is I have another Bulls game that evening, so I'm going to have to record it and watch it after as I keep going and wasting my great money on the poorly played out Chicago Bulls, but that's another story within itself. But I obviously I'm excited. Obviously I'm excited about it. And um, I couldn't think of someone for me personally around this time of year. What a Christmas, what a Christmas little gift that is for this guy right here, because, you know, I'm always waiting to see John Cena Uh, ever since I came back uh, around watching the wrestling in 2018 ish. He's been around once in a while, but nothing too crazy. So this is a perfect time uh, for him to get back in the ring. And on top of that, Mr. Cleave, who do you think going to win? John Cena and Sami Zayn or Roman Re- – I'm sorry, John Cena and Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns?
1: Well, I just want to – before I answer that, I just want to you know, hamper on what you said. I, I think it would be a great idea if Cena was sort of – I wouldn't say the backup plan because Cena is too important to be a backup plan, but, you know, if the plans fall through, which I don't think so, because I heard a lot of that the Rock last movie didn't do so well, so it's a little dispute with him in DC. So maybe the Rock is free, but John Cena is a 16-time world champion. He is tied with Ric Flair unofficially because Ric Flair has more than 16, but officially is 16-time world champion. Cena is too. What would be a greater moment than having John Cena break the record at the biggest show in wrestling history, WrestleMania, in front of all these thousands? That would be the greatest way for John Cena to ride off into the sunset as the 17-time world's champion. Now, for this matchup, I'm going to go with Cena and Owen just because I think you don't bring Cena back to lose. I just think... With how hot of a streak Kevin Owens has been on, Kevin Owens has been on. And then you got this megastar like Cena comes back. I think they take the win and Sami Zayn eats the pinfall.
0: I, in a non title match, I could see now, like you said, that's the key. Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned in like three years. Like it, it's, it's wild. So, There's a reason, you know, I don't know how it's going to go down, but I definitely see them losing. Maybe Sami Zayn cost them the match. Maybe he just takes the clean pinfall. Uh, Whatever may happen, you know, the Usos are always around. Um, God only knows what other big surprises will go down, and that will be the New Year's Eve episode edition. But you can't have Roman Reigns lose many times but this is one where you can make it make sense, right? Like you could have everything add up to where, okay, Roman Reigns might lose this match, but it's going to improve the storyline that either he's going to start to turn on Sammy, maybe they pick up the win and he loves them even more. Maybe an Uso costs them. You never know. The options are pretty wide open when it comes down to this match. So I cannot wait for it to take place. Uh, next week that is for sure uh, i'm trying to see other things um you know that are materializing on the raw and smackdown front at the moment uh staying on that topic well, go ahead well,
1: well i mean it's a big st- i don't know if you want to talk about it but you know it's been a big story for the past week or so it's evolving a former nxt star and i don't know if you want to give your quick input on that, but I think there's been a lot of back and forth on people from Twitter, Facebook, Bleacher Report that it's torn in between about whether Mandy should have been fired what, what the WWE sort of, I'm trying to find an unjustly, unjustly fired Mandy Rose. So I don't know if you want to talk about that a bit. I know it's, it seems a little late, but it's still sort of a, hot no, let's hit it.
0: Merry Christmas. Thank is, you. Thank you, Mandy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah um well i'll give my first imprint on it uh, if, if it's cool i think i think the real issue was the fact because i see a lot of people are making like oh WWE's mad they wasn't getting money from us like i was like no i think the real issue was is that it's a pg show now and you can't do what you can do 10 15 years ago 15 years ago, you were able, WWE Divas were posing for Playboy. I mean, you had Tori Wilson, uh, Maria. You had all these other women that were posing for Playboy. And after 08, WWE shut it down. They said, no more. We're switching over to a new image, PG-13. Now, there have been leaks of wrestlers in the past. We know about the whole Paige saga that happened with Xavier Woods. We know about Seth Rollins' leaks. We know about all these other wrestlers' leaks. But the big thing, the big difference between those two was Mandy Rose was selling these pictures compared to Paige that just literally got her phone hacked and it just flooded the internet. And, they, and you can't really fire somebody for that because it's in my phone. It's not like I upload it onto the world to see somebody hack my phone compared to Mandy that was literally selling. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't as bad as a lot of people think it was, but I mean, it was it was nudity. I'm just gonna be hundred percent honest like you don't need to be a rocket science to see that some of the stuff that mandy i won't say it because i don't know how our listeners are but some of the stuff mandy was doing on there you just knew that that was very inappropriate for a pg wrestler of this company it was just like if a nickelodeon star or a cartoon network star was you know made a sex tape and they purposely leaked it on the internet yeah i think you represent the company that you work for, you represent them. And I just think Mandy Rose went about it the wrong way. Maybe WWE was a bit harsh about it. Maybe they could have suspended her or all these other things. But I heard that the guys that make their toys put a clause in the contract or something, and they were threatening to sue WWE over the issue. And I think WWE just had to act very fast upon it and just hurry up to sweep it under the rug. And Last point, because I know a lot of people are comparing it to Matt Riddle's drug issues and the Uso DUI. And don't get me wrong, even though those are really messed up, you can't really fire somebody for a drug problem anymore because you have to allow them to go to rehab. And also WWE has a three-strike policy, three-strike rule policy now. So that sort of protects Matt Riddle. Same with a DUI. A DUI is a shameful crime. I really am against that because you should not be driving at all under the influence but that's more of a that really does not really affect the company in this way as more does it affect the person but a person selling explicit pictures using the wrestling's name even in the way it was still Mandy Rose it was still Mandy Rose she tried to add her real name but you still could see Mandy Rose part of it I just thought that was a real big difference and I just, I, I don't think that I think WWE was a bit harsh but I do understand the reason why they did it
0: yeah, and I'll kind of take a look at it from Mandy's perspective and go, because um, obviously, as you said, the story's been out for a little while now. We don't have to fully recap it, but, um, you know, back when Vince was running the show, you couldn't really affiliate with third party. Um, that kind of leaks leads into that a little bit. Um, you can't, you know, go around putting out what she has and think it's going to go scot-free now. Firing is a harsh step, but like you said, things happen quickly, and sometimes you have to make moves. Not everybody reads into the full story; they kind of just see the, you know, the tidbits of, here's some, you know, photos, videos. WWE fired. There's a lot more that goes into it, but what I will say, and I do know, is this: Manny Rose made it's being reported about five hundred thousand dollars on this content. Now, I'm not is a guy; it's gonna of course, come off as, well, yeah, you're a dude. But, hey, more power to her. If she's going to be able to make that money and do what she can, no matter – that's her choice. No matter what line of work she wants to be in, no matter how she wants to present herself, that's why America is the best. You are allowed to do as you please. Now, same for WWE as a company. Then they have the right to take action back on you. But when Mandy Rose – because – to me, this wouldn't even be as big if she was still on the Raw or SmackDown roster, Cleve.
1: It's just more that they didn't tell. I don't think Mandy Rose didn't form I saw that a Matt Bloom, known as Albert, back in the day was the one that informed Triple H and Shawn Michaels about it. I think it was just that she secretly hid it where it was behind a firewall, and you had to pay $15 a month to view it. I think it was just a lot of, like, it was it was just a real messy situation. And also a lot of people don't understand how important the small details in the contract are where if it's a certain clause, like if Joe were to make me sign a contract, that said, Hey Cleveland, you're not allowed to smoke weed. You're not allowed to use your wrestling name outside of the ring and this and that. And if I were to breach that contract, then Joe has probable cause to fire me. And it's the same with WWE, it's the same with any other company. If you, use their image in a negative light, then they have probable cause to take any action whatsoever, whether it's just or unjust at all. It's just how contracts are set up. And if people have a problem with it, then they need to redefine prints and the contract. Not going to knock Mandy Rose for what she did. Her hustle was her hustle. Congrats for making five hundred grand for doing that. Hey, I mean, this is the new day and age we are living in where a lot of women wrestlers are going as well. Uh, only fan. Some of them are not as explicit as Mandy Rose. I remember uh Selena Vega had a little only fan for those most cosplay. It really wasn't nudity and whatnot, but it just all comes down to the small details in the contract. What they say in the contract is law-binding. You cannot break the contract and then expect nothing to happen.
0: Yeah, and Cleve, I don't know what you heard of what I was saying there, but I believe if she was on Raw or SmackDown and, you know, she was a more mid-card on the main roster, it wouldn't be as big a story. But she was champion for NXT. I'm going to look it up right now. But she was NXT Women's Champion for a very, very long time. It was about almost 400 days.
1: And I think that's also one of the things, too, is that not to disrespect Mandy Rose anyway, I gonna be honest, from when she first started in the WWE to now, she has improved so much. At first, she was just a pretty face. that was like, in the ring. But she's gained so much confidence, so much better in the ring. But the thing is, with her, she's replaceable. Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, all these, you know, they're not replaceable. You could really replace Amanda Rose because she was great on NXT, but they still, NXT is like a small pond. You know, it's not like the ocean where the, you know, Raw and SmackDown is where the big fish lives. It's like a little pond, you know. I, I think she, they, it made it more easier to replace her. And It was kind of questionable to put the champion on someone. I remember I was like, who? But apparently a lot of, you know, a lot of – she the person that just beat her, I don't know her name. I don't want to disrespect her. It keeps saying she um, – a lot of people had high hopes for her in the backstage area and when she won the NXT championship. Roxanne Champions, um, Perez. Yeah, Roxanne Perez. When she won it, a lot of people, it seems like it was a, a lot of people were shocked. I was even confused. I was like, Who was Roxy? It was like, never heard of her. And I didn't even watch NXT like that, but I still read on Bleach Report. I still check in and this and that. But it was just such, it happened so fast. It was like, you lose a champion, then boom, the next day you're gone. It was just like, within boom, 24 hours. Then you find out all these stories and whatnot. And it's just, yeah, it's just so crazy. I think she will be back eventually, maybe. But like you said, she's making that much. I don't think her I don't see why Mandy would step back in the ring because she's making five hundred thousand selling pictures. So and and the exact so,
0: streak was four hundred and thirteen days. So I mean you were pretty much spot on with your uh guest estimate right there. I mean, that's that's a long time. That's over a full year. And it doesn't it, it does go by fast, but that's a long time. Uh to me, anytime you can get over that like six to seven month mark that about you beat ahead that's a pretty long time um and you're clearly doing something right as the champion so i'm glad you brought that uh conversation up because um you know there's a lot of different opinions out there on what should happen how it could happen and we'll see where she ends up next rather it's just doing this uh there's a lot of rumors aw always floats around names right now like sasha banks maybe one day maybe mandy rose uh, did you want to say a little bit about, I know you mentioned to me early in the week on Sasha Banks. It, you're totally against her lately, huh?
1: Oh, well, I don't know if you heard this story, but apparently the reason the contract talks broke down between Sasha and the WWE is that Sasha wanted to be paid, just as much as Becky and Charlotte. And um, I thought that was pretty interesting. It's just like the NFL. I remember – A few years ago, you remember Melvin Gordon, Mr. Fumble, guy that fumbles the ball every time? I remember he held out on a contract with the Denver Broncos, no, the L.A. Chargers, and he said that he wanted to be paid just as much as Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott, and it did not end well for him, and I'm sort of comparing that to the Sasha Banks contract talk where Sasha thought that, no disrespect again, but I don't think anyone sees Sasha on that level of a Charlotte or a Becky Lynch. They're in a whole nother atmosphere compared to the rest of the roster. And I saw someone tweet. Say, that hey, they
0: they, I saw someone tweet. They think Sasha Banks is the best woman's wrestler of all time earlier this morning. I'm not well, saying it's weed is,
1: Well, let me tell you, ever since they legalized weed, people <laughs> out here on Twitter say it's the most ridiculous thing of all time. I've been watching wrestling for 20 years and I'm going to be honest, Sasha's not even better than Beth Phoenix or China or I can't even think of some more women, but to say the greatest of all time, geez, I hate people. I hate these wrestling fans nowadays. So much passion in their words without even backing up anything at all. But yeah, I just think it was real crazy that Sasha believed that she should have been paid just as much. That's like ricochet saying, Hey, I should make just as much as Roman. What? What? How does that make any sense at all? Like a B level star, trying to be, trying to say they should make much as an A-level star. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. And it just shows you that Sasha's not really for wrestling. She only cares about the money. Because if she was about the wrestling, she would have came back and tried to earn the respect of the fans and everyone else in that locker room that probably stood behind her the first few times she walked out. And now she wants to come back and have these crazy high contract demands. No, 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 no. WWE is like a revolving door. You miss your chance, someone else will step up. So, sorry, Sasha, but in five years or so, if you never come back, I don't think anyone would ever care. Sorry to be harsh. But...
0: No, I, hey, I like it. You know, usually you come in with the more positive light. and I'm going to take the more positive. I don't mind. Um, again, you know, Sasha can do as she pleases um, and all that stuff. Where she ends up, I don't know. We'll see her soon here on a – New Japan episode as she's contracting out. But I do think there's a little bit of, you know, she thinks she's the biggest. And by that, I mean one of the top commodities in all of wrestling, which is very arguable. And, you know, she's not toting any line because she could go, I'm sure, do some acting in movies. I'm sure she could, uh, hell, she could take the approach of showing off her uh fantastic body if she really wanted to not saying that would ever be the situation, but she could probably do that and make money. She could probably come back to WWE and work something out if she really wanted to. So her options are open. My only thing is this, and I mentioned it uh, a couple episodes ago or the last one, and I'll say it again, the more time you are out of the industry and the more time you become part-time, you become forgotten no matter how big you are. Um, You could be, john cena you could be the rock you could be Chris Jericho, you could be all these people And when you go away for a while the fans are always locking on and who's there who's showing them what they want to see so it's her career i don't think it's going to really take a huge hit in terms of you know financial stability and all that but there is definitely a portion of fans cleave clearly being one of them that they're just, they're just out. They're not, they don't want, we don't want to hear the same rumors every week. We don't want to, you know, we're not caring about her next move because we have so much to worry about in the wrestling world as it is. And I think that's important uh, for these stars to understand that. And they've seen it. They know it. the, The fans will, they, they're not stupid. We will react and we will move on if you move on. So, I'm interested to see what comes out of the new Japan show um, and if she does start to get into wrestling more quickly, but to me the way she's doing it by doing one show, one contract type things, she's not fully focused on wrestling um, and she's just really playing out her options. So we'll see what happens in the future uh, as we talked about her a little bit last time as well. um Cleve all right here let's go to something we've talked about a couple of. Very talented wrestlers Uh, so far in the show. We talked about a Christmas moment. Uh, Let's go on to... Okay. What wrestler have you been more thankful, most thankful for in the 2022? And I'll put the obvious right out there and just say it. Sami Zayn to me gets this award uh hands down for a multitude of reasons number 1 he's been stuck in that mid card range heel mode um where he hasn't been and you know it's not he's not getting booed because he's not talented he's getting booed cuz they he ha- they have him as a heel um which he's in a heel clan right now but we all know the story behind that everyone loves sammy um and they really weren't putting him in the best of storylines he was coming more kind of a a nuisance i almost want to say uh than anything else he wasn't really having any big matches now he gets an opportunity to be a part of the bloodline something i don't think they fully planned out and it has just worked out beyond belief and they have to be ecstatic in uh trip that them being you know nick con uh triple h and stephanie mcmahon that they're able to keep going with this amazing storyline into 2023, because there is several times I've heard where it was supposed to already be over, but it's going so well. They're getting merchandise out of it. And at that, all that Sami Zane doesn't even have to have a title. He's not even going to, nobody thinks Sammy Zayn's going to win a title anytime soon. They just love what he's doing. Now, anything could happen. If plans fall through, people can't show up. Maybe Sami Zayn does have a match with Roman Reigns eventually, or maybe things shake out that direction. But, man, he has went from mid-card to on top of the wrestling industry and the best faction in all of wrestling right now, and that being the bloodline. Thought on that, Cleve? And if you got any, um, give us us somebody who you'd like to give a little bit of uh, respect to.
1: I 100% agree with you, Joe. I think the run that Sami Zayn has put on in 2022 as the underdog has been very unmatched. I think we saw last year where he was just floating around, really not having a true storyline compared to now, where he's actually part of the biggest faction in WWE, probably in the last few years since The Shield. is supporting where the bloodline is, you know, taking up a lot of TV time. You know, guys that are associated with them are getting bigger roles and whatnot Uh and I know a lot of people don't expect Sammy to win the champion, but if The Rock and John Cena doesn't work out, Sami Zayn could be the next guy. He can be the modern day Mick Foley. No one thought Mick Foley was going to beat The Rock for the WWF championship. And when it happened, it literally changed the landscape of wrestling forever, where they end up beating WCW for the first time in 84 weeks because Mick Foley won the champion. And I don't know, it's not going to be as dramatic as that, but. Sami Zayn winning the Undisputed Champion can possibly change the landscape of wrestling forever. And it could change the look of things. No more just big buff guys winning it or this, that. You can just have these scrawny type guys or these guys that a lot of people never thought was going to win can be. And he's entertaining enough to make it believable. Now, I was going to say I'm thankful for Roman, but I think it's just too obvious. Everyone knows how I feel about Roman and I don't really want to go into it alone speech about Roman so I'm thankful for Austin Theory theory I think from the beginning of the year to where he is now we've seen a completely different character early in the year he had the goofy cell phone gimmick he was Vince McMahon's boy you know a lot of people didn't like him fans hated him and now he's a new man cell phone gimmick is gone he's got a beard now he just seems more confident he looks like a future Champion of this business, I am thankful for Austin Theory,
0: and absolutely. I, uh, you know, you could even brought up the guy he's rivaling with around Seth Rollins. There's plenty of good choices. I'm going to give one from AEW before we move on from this segment, and as we get to closing out in the bottom of the hour here. Um, When it comes to AEW, I you know I just was at the uh, Thanksgiving show, which was. Uh, fantastic as we got two for one there because Rampage they do right after um, the original uh, AEW showing. And at first I was thinking, well, I'm just going to go MJ. No, MJF, he had a rough start actually to the year. You know, a lot of people wondering what's going on. Is he just worried about himself a contract? Uh, he's not showing up to a lot of events. He even skip the pay-per-view, um, signing or, you know, picture meet or whatever you want to call it, meet and greet. And I, that just seems like too easy yet. Uh, is he going to be a great champion? Could he be this guy for 2023? Absolutely. Because his contract's up in 24, you know, he's going to put everything out there. And it was actually funny. I was watching earlier last year when I went to the black Wednesday, um, AW episode and CM Punk and, uh, MJF had a great going at it. MJF called him hustle, loyalty, respect. Punk called him a baby Miz. Uh, that was that was the best one I've ever been to. Uh, but I won't, uh, you know, go with let's quote unquote say, you know, the easier choice. If I had to go into the AEW world and pick somebody, I'm probably uh, between a couple of. I'm um, going to rock in a hard place. Part of me wants to say Moxley. And you know what? I'm not even going to go further than that. I've wasted enough for your all times. I'm going to go with John Moxley for a few reasons. Number one, he was supposed to lose the title a little while before he did, but he had to hold on to it because of all the trouble that CM Punk and the elite cost in that postgame uh, interviews after All Out. John Moxley stepped up time and time again, even when he battles with his own trouble sometimes and was a great champion. Uh, his new theme song for the past, since he's been in AEW has been fantastic with Wild Thing. Uh, he never sells short. He always goes above and beyond. And I know, Cleve, sometimes you put a little bit of a knock on Mr. John Moxley, but I think when AEW needed stability, he was one of the few things that provided that stability. I 100% agree. Um,
1: like you mentioned,
0: he even took time out
1: from his own personal vacation. He's supposed to go on vacation, supposed to lose the belt, and then go on vacation. But we know all that goofy stuff happened with Punk and the elites and whatnot. And he even stuck around long enough to put over a guy who should have been AEW champion a long time ago. But he it just shows you, like I said, I knock his character a lot because I always thought he was the third best in the Shield. But that says a lot about a guy to take time off his own personal vacation to stay around and help the company and put over a young, fresh, new face to hold the champion. And, it you know, that's just that's just pretty cool to see. It just shows that he truly cares about AEW. It's not just like how punk he is or some other guys that only care about their own brand. No, Moxley cares about the entire brand. And like I said, again... Him staying taking time away for his own vacation just to help the company out through a very arguably probably one of the most darkest times at the moment in such a young company dealing with such a controversial moment like that where you got your locker room divided on the issue or whatnot. And he stuck around, held the champion, and then did the job. And you gotta you gotta applaud a guy for that. Whether you like him or not, you gotta nod your hat off to that man.
0: And from a woman's perspective, Cleve, I'm gonna throw this question at you. And I know where your head will go right away because you're more in line with the WWE, but between Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill, I'm having a tough time deciding who I'm going with. And here's a little bit on Jade. Uh, this is just from the Wikipedia. I want to read up a little bit on her history. In October 2021, it was announced that she will participate in the AWTBS Championship Tournament. We all know this was a big deal because uh, this was the second big woman's uh, Belt to come out when they moved over to TBS. Okay, so Cargirl ends up winning that, and she, you know, early on retains it against Anna J, Julia Hart, and so on throughout 20. And that was in October of 21. 2022, she has been a champion the whole time. She continued her undefeated streak, beating noticeable opponents like Bad, uh, not Bad Bunny, but The Bunny. She's a little cutie. Uh, Tay Connie uh, and many others. She keeps going on with this streak. She entered a feud with Athena, who is known as Ember Moon in WWE, and she took her out at all out, squashing her. It was actually like a very quick match, I remember. Uh, but she just keeps winning. Now she uh she began a feud with Nyla Rose, who tried to like steal her belt and something. My point is, this lady has been champion. Since 2021. So all of 2022 is the argument why I'm making for her that she deserves woman superstar of 2022, because when you do not put down your title and you are probably going to be able to say the same who you're going to go with momentarily, but I'm going to give it up to Jade because I think since she doesn't have the main title, she's not DMD Brooke Baker. She Jamie Hayter has that title. There's been some injuries there. Again, they had an injury happen to, uh, you know, one of their women superstars. So I count this TBS Championship as where the Reels title at right now, not the main one because a lot of flux in question. Cleve, though, give me why I am wrong and why it should be Bianca Belair. Well,
1: I mean, Bianca Belair's been on an amazing run. We saw. And there was a lot of controversy last she last Survivor SummerSlam my, my bad SummerSlam where Becky came back and sort of pinned her in three seconds. I know me and a couple other people up roar about it was like this is bull crap, you know, the unjust fare that's going on in the WWE. Just to see her come back from a moment like that, gonna be honest. That's more probably a low moment. Whether it was talked about or not, it's still just to lose in three seconds, it's just embarrassing regardless of it was discussed or not. It's still just something that it's hard for a character to come back from. And from looking down until now, she's probably arguably one of the best women's wrestlers on the roster. She's not up up there yet with a Becky or Charlotte or even a Bailey, but I mean, she's damn near coming up there. She's improved on the mic. She's phenomenal in the ring. I mean, She's a role model. You the the fans' reaction, especially seeing the young girls, the young kids, especially uh, young kids, they're so excited for uh, Bianca Belair. I just saw her in Montez Ford is gonna have their own reality show. Like it just I saw like that, everything is on the up and up for her. And I'm actually I'm proud of her because she is really great in the ring, and it, it's just really great to see a star like that that come from such a low moment to being back on top and carrying the raw Raw, the raw brand even though you have all these top women on the raw show compared to smackdown where you know it's just three but raw you got you know you got bailey you got becky you got io you got uh just uh, trying to think I'm a little blank on the rest but it's more depth on raw than it is on smackdown so to stand out above that entire group just shows to yeah bliss a Ryan
0: ripley Nikki Olympia, Cross, Damage Alaska, Control, Alaska, yeah.
1: all all of them. Yeah, so standing out in that group is just a lot to say. I don't really know too much about um, J.K., I think, I believe her name was. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of – I read a lot of Facebook wrestling groups where a lot of people
0: – She's built and she is strong. Uh, you know, she looks like she could uh, – be like she would – kick my, like my ass yeah. in five seconds yeah. probably. like yeah, no Any of the woman superstars could but she could really take it down in about five seconds um, which <laughs> I mean just look her up Jay Cargill won't be hard to find one note to add to your point though Balera reached over 200 days as champion earlier this year and she was the first African American world champion uh, world champion to achieve this in WWE history male or female um, so it is a big deal Both of these stars are African American and they have stepped up times 10 to what they were expected to do uh, when their runs first started, in my opinion. So it's a toss up. It can go either way. And I'm glad we gave both of these women recognition because it's highly deserved. Is Jade is interesting, more of a heel. And Bianca, as we all know, is more of a face. Go Alexa Bliss in her next uh, feud. But that's for a different time, which we'll get into Uh, during our new year's eve edition Cleve. before we get out of here let's talk about this you could put one i'm bringing you a present and it has a it has a wrestling match card in it and it's blank before i put it in this package and then i wrote down a match to give to you as a gift who would you be hoping for? I wrote down is your WrestleMania Christmas gift match. If you could have, are you going to go obvious with The Rock and Roman here, or do you have something else in line?
1: Uh, you know, it's been rumors of a Stone Cold return. You got the John Cena return. Um, I think what will really be cool to see, and I mentioned this on the last week, episode, uh, the week before, last week, yeah. I would really love to see a Walter and a Brock Lesnar match for the Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania. Just because I said, I touched on a point that Brock has never wrestled for a middle card championship before. Um, We know all Brock has accomplished, but it would be really cool to see a guy that laid his career in such a big name, wrestle for the middle card belt. And against a guy like Walter, a guy that honestly should be breakout star of the year. Since he's been on the main roster, he has arguably been one of the better wrestlers on SmackDown. So No doubt. Him, him and the mat, Brock Lesnar's match at Mania. Ooh, you talk about two big guys just going at it. Walter chopping Brock chest to red meat. Brock German suplexing uh, Walter out his shoes. Like, man, you talk about a banger of a match for the most, one of the most important and oldest champions
0: in the company, the IC champion. And that is a great choice. Um, I like you kind of mentioned Walter could be in the conversation for male superstar of the year Um, to where he came from to now. I mean, just look at his body transformation um, from a few years ago to now you'll be like, wow. Um, And he stepped up to every challenge he has had being the IC title. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick on the men's side, but I'm going to go to Raw, well, at least where he was before he got injured uh, in his last match being at Hell in against Seth Rollins, and that is Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Mine right now is Cody Rhodes versus question mark because I don't know what direction they're going to take him. It could – I don't think they'll do – it could be Seth again. I guess they can maybe bring that back in, but they've went three rounds at it already. I don't know. He's not going to be coming back to about Royal Rumble at the earliest. So I don't know if you have time to make him and Roman a match just yet, but I want to see Cody Rhodes at this mania. Cause I can tell you right now, last year's WrestleMania was phenomenal. It was the best one I've seen. Uh, and that includes two I've went to over the past five years in the past decade. I w- I'm comfortable in saying it was a top, uh, two of the last decade. And they just performed after performance, after performer. They just kept going at it. They had, you know, I don't, I'm don't, i not going to bet, but Stone Cold was involved in a couple of cool segments. Uh, Pat McAfee had a couple of cool things. Cody Rhodes uh, and his return. There was so much that unraveled from that mania. I'm still dazzling about it now. So I hope they do the same with this mania make it bigger and better than ever before since it is in Hollywood. And we get to see Cody Rhodes uh, come back and have a great showing and show what could be the chance of his start to a possible run at a championship sooner than later. Uh, Cleve, we're about to get out of here though. Anything before we do for the fans and maybe you have someone in mind who you think Cody Rhodes should fight at mania. I just want to say again, happy holidays to all our listeners. Um, Special so
1: shout-out to my two nieces who will be celebrating their first Christmas ever. Awesome. um Charlotte and Bella, can't wait to give you guys a call for Christmas. Um, my Cowboys play tomorrow in a very important game. Um, potentially, you know, still a long shot, but we still have a shot to win the NFC East. I know all the jokes the past few years was the NFC Lease, but honestly, we probably have one of the better divisions in football this season. No doubt. So, this will be a fantastic matchup. Shaly Jalen Hurts is in playing. So Eagles fans will have an excuse when the Cowboys if the Cowboys win. I won't say win because we lost to the Jags last week, in an inexcusable game. But big games coming up, even on the NBA side of things. You know, we got basketball tonight and we have basketball. I feel like basketball, Christmas basketball is just really like the real start of the season. A lot of people see it as the official start of the season sometimes, and I agree. This is where teams more put more emphasis into the direction they want to go toward the season. So I'm really pumped about it. Fingers crossed, Lakers play Dallas. No A D. Still got Bron, but you know, Bron's 38. He can't carry the load like he used to. But it'll still be fun to watch. And man, a Cody Rhodes return. Um, like Joe mentioned, I was probably not even the biggest Cody Rhodes fan when he was an AW. I used to crap on him a lot. I used to say, oh, we don't want him back. But after we saw what he did in Hell in a Cell, when me and you Tones went live to see and just to see him wrestle through that painting, I am excited to see a Cody Rhodes return. And if I were to pick somebody for him to go against, um, man, this might be a long shot, because I know he's theory might be in a program with Cena, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Cody and an Austin Theory for the United States Champion uh, title match at Mania. I think you Got a great young star and another guy coming off injury. You don't want to shift Cody into the main event picture right away because I still think there's a few people in front of him at the moment. Sadly, if he didn't get injured, he would definitely been in the front of the line. But now you got KO. You still got Drew McIntyre lurking in the background. So I just think maybe you put him in the United States Championship picture and then eventually get him in the world champion. But I would not mind seeing a theory in Cody Rhodes at Mania.
0: If yeah, the Cena
1: plan doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, and there's so much to unravel, which I can't wait to take you through uh, uh, from Cleveland, me, all the way through WrestleMania. Um, and I'm just going to close it with this. you know, Everyone be safe this weekend. In some areas of the world, it is frigid right now. Uh, not Cleveland's, but we got to respect the man. He's from Hawaii on the time difference, and we've still made these shows work. Tones will be joining us again next week as he wishes everybody – a very merry merry christmas and yeah we're gonna keep coming next week we'll be live actually i'm gonna talk to the boys we're gonna have a little new year's uh eve live episode uh either probably next tuesday uh, as we get back to our regular programming it drops on wednesday morning uh we had i had a day off so it kind of fit in nicely here but merry christmas everyone happy holidays. stay safe and uh enjoy the wrestling you know there's a lot of things going on right now but when it comes down to you could always turn on wrestling and never be too disappointed uh with the product they put at you so for that being cleave this is me god bless good night have a very very merry christmas and happy holidays and we'll get you back next week with the new year's eve edition episode